Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key, where three Sarasota and Siesta Key natives, well, not really natives, talk about this week's episode of MTV's newest reality show. And I'm Brian Reese. I'm Elizabeth DeGenis. And I'm Wade Tatangelo. And this week we're going to talk about episode four, which Ooh. is yet again all about Alex. And I think Alex is where we should start off. Definitely. What happened, Elizabeth? So I have a lot of feelings about Alex in this episode. Actually, this is the first episode where I had any feelings about Alex other than that he just makes no sense and is kind of dumb. Um, a woman who has feelings about Alex. That's <laughs> remarkable right there. Well, or not. <laughs> I'm just one of many. That's what this episode teaches us, basically. Uh, so we start out with Chloe and Alex. Chloe is the best friend type. And they are talking about our new revelation from the end of last episode, which is that Amanda and Alex have hooked up. Right. So basically, Chloe chides him. And I think at one point she says... It's your problem. You figure it out, which I was like, at least somebody is admitting that, you know, Alex has problems and he needs to figure them out. But, you know, she's she's the first of a few women to somewhat stand up to Alex in this episode, which made me happy. Yeah, I feel like the women are doing better in relation to Alex, all except for Kelsey, of course. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's one one of my favorite quotes from the entire thing is when uh, Madison, well, I got to find it here. Oh, well, whatever. Where Madison basically said... Um, at the party this is what i love about you in a friend way like she, she like <laughs> stuck that in there just you know just so you remember we're not actually going to hook up again <laughs> well that's debatable but you know at yeah. least in this episode it seemed like what were your thoughts on alex wade you know watching him listen to him narrate and watching him have the spotlight uh it, it just he feels so awkward yeah. and if um there weren't for the off-screen controversies, and if it wasn't for the fact that the show is just revolves around him in a way that seems unnatural, I would pity him because it, it really, you know. But the fact that his dad bought him the show, it's hard to pity him. And so, um, yeah, I, no, I mean, I don't think you can pity him at all. Okay, and, it, and it, it's it's also not that he's. I mean, he's just he's just very lame. He's. He's wooden. He d- it's like right. there's no depth to him in any way whatsoever. Well, you said it best. The only time where I really believed him was when he was drunk and made the bowing comment. Yeah. And you called it, Brian. Uh, you were like, "That's the only like that was him." And even when he was with, um, and, and oh, I'm gonna tread lightly here, when his uh, siblings were brought out, and you know, I, he treated them nicely. Uh, am I jumping forward too much? No, 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 go no, for it. Because I think this is important to talk about. This I is like mean, the theme of the whole episode. Right. The theme was to humanize him, to create sympathy for him, um, to make him likable. I, I would right. say, right, that's what the writer sat down or the editors. Like, hey, we got to make Alex likable. And so they brought out the siblings. And um, uh, some people might consider... I'm just going to ask. Do you think that's exploitative? No, no, no. I don't think... Well, here, here's the deal. I thought it was nice. Just for everyone out there, just... So oh, you know, so. there's 
uh, Alex and the Compothecross family, there's two of the children, uh, two of Alex's siblings, who are autistic. And the Compothecross family does a lot of fundraising Some for autism stuff. charities. Yeah, a lot of great stuff for that. Um, and I think bringing them out... See, here's the thing. I don't think bringing them out was exploitative at all because I think it, it educates people about autism. And there was a lot of that. Not a lot of that, actually. There was some of that repeated a couple times throughout the episode. But the trick is, is that I can't imagine that the writers thought that this was going to humanize him. Because, I mean, yeah, that's great. I think he's kind to his siblings and he cares about, you know, autism and helping people who have autism. But it doesn't doesn't make him less of a jerk and a womanizer and a terrible person. Well, that's what I found interesting, too. It's like you get this episode where it's like we have one point you know the most vulnerable emotionally vulnerable we've seen alex which is interacting with his siblings talking about you know <laughs> making gary cry in that speech which was 100 percent one of my favorite moments now why are you laughing no maybe gary did really cry i can't i couldn't after, tell you after for four sure. words <laughs> it was either badly edited badly edited because the cry the tears came too soon right i mean uh, whatever I, well, yeah I, it might it might be real i don't know i mean that's not it was just it was kind of cheesy but i get it it's emotional and i think something that one of you guys alluded to which is that he keeps saying in the show alex keeps saying in this episode over and over you know i can't imagine what it would be like for for my siblings to be less fortunate you know what it must be like for someone to be autistic in a less fortunate family I thought that that's probably a good point. I think, unfortunately, MTV does this thing where they have to like hammer everything. I know he said it four right. times. times. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and, and and let's not call this emotional. Like there was at no point at all in this episode or any other episode in which Alex has been in any way emotional. No, he right. showed that he's nice in the same way that I'm sure. Oh, you're you're I, yeah. I can, you're like reaching there. You were gonna say something, right? And I and I didn't. He was nice to his siblings in the same way that any person, sure. good, bad, likable, unlikable, would allow himself to be shown on a TV show being nice. There wasn't anything, yes, that that showed that he was thoughtful. You right. know, his dad shedding tears that was emotion. You know, yeah. you laughed at it. I think it was poorly maybe edited, but right. at least it was emotion. Right. You know, um, just like I think his dad truly wanted to help his son with this show, though we don't know how that is really going right. to work out right. for him. But I, I found the party to be the most realistic depiction so far of Sarasota because yes. everybody was old there. Well, right. you know, old. Most there were a lot of old people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody was old in comparison to the core group right and and in sarasota one of the first things that struck me when i moved here is that every charity like nobody just was like knock on a door and raise money for charity and i understand that's how other cities work but for a city this size it had to be a party right you got to spend two three hundred i don't know how much those dresses we looked up the company but and i'm going off on a tangent here but it's like i've always wondered why these parties like couldn't you just you know, if someone knocked on my door and said, hey, can you write a check to support autism? My wife would say, get out the checkbook. But right. no, here's how it works in Sarasota. You have this big opulent party so you can sell off your big opulent house. And I'm sure everybody was generous, but I can't help but wonder, like, if you didn't spend all the other money, wouldn't that done the same thing? But that's just, that's my right. tan- could, that's my rant for the day. You could save more of the money yes. to give it to the charity. But I thought, going back to Alex for a second. But that's Sarasota. Although, no, I think you made a good point there. One of my favorite scenes in the show, which did have some emotion, although it wasn't necessarily from Alex, was the scene where Juliet confronts Alex about the um, 
cheating. Yeah. And yeah. she's interesting because she often like has this point where she's like, I don't want to be that petty girl. I want to show people that I'm, you know, friends with the girls that my sort of boyfriend cheats on me with, which I find in a way like both feminist and very anti-feminist. Like she has to be friends with the girls her boyfriend sleeps with to show him that she's not a petty girl, you know. But is well, that I, I saw that, uh, Well, no, I saw that more as revenge. Yeah. Like I'm going to take her and go get a drink with her and Alex is going to see this and he's going to be like, "What what are they doing? Like what are they doing?" And she done that twice now. Yeah, and she did that with Madison, Madison too. too. Yeah. And you know what? It does kind of freak Alex out and I think it's a good move personally. But yeah. I just keep thinking, you know, the the uh, the line that gets trotted out all the time about, you know, in every especially in every gangster movie, you know, keep your enemies close friends close but your enemies closer like i don't know i mean it's nice to see juliet confront him um right. and but she didn't really right it was like she kind of came up to the edge of the swimming pool and then went oh right. no I, I can't right but elizabeth well, you're totally right so in that like the emotions there's emotions o- emotions are only shown for women in the show yeah and you know I, I actually didn't even think of that but that's a good point yeah like brandon's going out with amanda and she's like and he confronts her in this episode about going about sleeping with alex and she's like well is this is this a problem for you i mean i thought we were just kind of whatever right and let's just stop it here then and brandon's right. like all right i just wanted to know you know <laughs> well, and, like, and garrett's just like clenching jaw clenching jaw clenching jaw that's, a, Actually, that's as much emotion as he shows but Brandon was hurt or else they try yeah. to convey he was hurt that Amanda slept with Alex oh yeah and they finally said sleep right. with instead of didn't they, or they used the word sex it used to just be hook it up this was the first time where someone said like I you think slept with they've her definitely, they've definitely used that because I was struck okay, by that maybe. even in the first episode of the show because Chloe was like you've slept with both Kelsey okay. and Madison oh, and I was like oh wow um, but the thing that I thought was interesting is so when Juliet pulls up to his house, she literally barely leaves her car, this interaction where she comes out, and she calls him. I was surprised about this. Can I, can I curse? I mean, Sure. Yeah. We'll curse lately. Well, so she says to him, this is the quote, you really are a piece of shit, aren't you? Yeah. That was the exact quote. And I was like, and wow. And he smirked. He gave his yeah. shirt. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, he had like the least sympathetic response you could have. And that's what I think was a good point about you have this part of the episode where you're showing him in a more sensitive way interacting with his autistic siblings making a speech at this party you know and at the same time you have a girl probably rightfully so calling him a piece of shit and it's like well how am i supposed to reconcile those two things you know well even better is when they were at the the kind of party supply rental place or whatever (laughs) yeah and he's explaining to Madison what happened and he said and she called me a piece of shit for no reason like really <laughs> really is that what you think no reason but I like too that you know he showed a modicum of uh, speaking ability when he gave that toast I don't know how many takes yeah. it took but you know and the way that they had uh, oh my gosh I forget her name Kelsey the, Kelsey the way he had her react you would have thought that you know he had just read you know some Obama level uh, speech like her reaction yeah. was just oh my gosh you know it, oh all he God. said all he did was pulled off the, the the toast that you would hope your drunk best man could right. maybe say at your right. wedding it was but good I, I, I gotta go back to what Madison said and I found this a bit troubling and also this speaks to Sarasota when she said Siski is super classist and yeah. she said it so matter of factly Garrett's not a part of our group and to contextualize it for those who didn't watch it who just listened to the podcast so Garrett went to high school with them right you know he's obviously good looking enough um, he carries himself as well as I, I think any young man should carry themselves but she straight up just said we are classist 
that's why Garrett wasn't part of our group. And it's interesting the editors allowed that in there. I was surprised too. And it's I wish they would have been a follow up. But she just straight up said he he wasn't of our class, and that kind of made me sad. <laughs> but what? let's give Madison some credit real quick before you go on, Elizabeth. Um, I'm not sure that she's totally including herself in their class. Mm. I think she's just saying that Siesta Key is very classist. That's and, interesting. You know, she point. might be a part of that because she was brought into it. But right. I'm you know I don't think she's got a a bunch of money. So well, at least she's self aware enough too yet yeah. to be. And that, that's the thing that's frustrating with the show is that I think that, you know, they make it out. It seems like the trope they're doing is like Garrett is this guy from the wrong side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Although they haven't really expanded that a lot. But that's like what they You know it's saying. common. Right. Or at least it feels that way. Sh- once he narrates his own episode, I'm sure right. we'll get to see, you know, he lives in a non-gated community. So that's oh, devastating. God, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, no, what's frustrating is like we've seen some of these people's lives, Kelsey's life, her home life, Chloe's home life. They don't look, they're certainly not Alex level wealthy, you know what I mean? So it's frustrating that, and I don't think that Madison is either, which is kind of what I think you're saying. So it's frustrating that she'd say something like implying that their group is classist when it seems like really the only people that have that level of money would be Alex and maybe Brandon because we saw his home. Yeah, and his car. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. what was his car? It was a very nice Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think Joy drives a nice car. I mean, it doesn't matter. The, more, the important thing is the only person whose only winning attribute in the eyes, the way he's portrayed, is Alex. That's why, I mean, Brandon doesn't irk, I mean, uh, I don't care who has money, it, it's the way Alex acts. Right. You know, it's that entitlement. And I think when Madison said that, it's almost like she was being understanding towards Garrett, you know? Like, I totally get where he's coming from. Right. It's pretty classist. And, yeah, you know, that's a good like, point. I, that's, that's what yeah. I, could, I think Madison's coming back into her own as somebody who's reasonable and uh you know understands what's going on and self-aware well that was the other thing i i liked in this episode which i think is like i know they're probably going to end up pursuing the madison alex thing again because especially he said something that made me feel like i was right with my theory which is they're going to have him fall in love with somebody because he said that thing you know where he was like i have to wait i want to wait for the right person (laughs) he was talking to madison they were in the um they were in the (laughs) shop and trying to pick out decorations for the party and he said you know she's like when are you going to grow up or something like that but the, the most troubling uh storyline still though in it happened again is the kelsey garrett storyline is just it's flawed on so many levels the main one being they can't find conflict for those two and i love the explanation explanation she tried to give like i want to have a future where I can travel. She tried to do that one again before. She wanted a guy right. who doesn't care that you're out with other guys. And right. he just wants to work and live in Sarasota. Right. And so they they can't build a conflict. Just like he's such a t- terrible guy because he took her to the beach and made her something romantic. That right. I'm sure if I did that for my wife or even at 22. I, anyway, point is they haven't been able. So all it's making Kelsey look is that. She's as, you know... She's just shallow and whatever. Exactly. Yeah. As shallow as possibly right. can be. And, and I guess that's the storyline she has to follow. But Well, see, I wish they would, like... I think the big problem with the show that I have is, like, they did this with Chloe, and they're doing this now with Kelsey and Garrett. They have these storylines that could actually be interesting, but they don't show us enough to prove to us what they're trying... What they say is already proven. Like, right. we're supposed to know Chloe is a psychopath. Which She's not I, acting that anymore. But that's... A, which, not acting anymore. I don't think she ever did. Maybe Neither she made I, some right. like somewhat offensive comments in the first episode, but it's like, so what? You she know got what I mean? Like, in the nose, right, right. She got punched <laughs> in the nose and everyone was saying this is her fault. Right. But the thing is that you can't 
you can't expect viewers to watch that and say, I took from that one episode that she deserved it. It's like they didn't prove that. And it's the same with Colson Garrett. You know? It's the old writing rule, you know, show us, don't tell us. Right. You know, right. I mean, and they're not showing us any of that. Right. Now, I got to point out, though, there was one very weird incongruous moment in this episode. And I'm sure you might remember it. It's when several of the girls, Chloe and Juliet, they were talking about Kelsey and Garrett. And um, Chloe yes. said, Chloe said, she told me that the sex is good, but I don't know if I believe her. And then they described the way that they thought Garrett had sex. Did you miss this? Wait, I think I, is it the, star, the starfish yes. thing or yeah, something? Yeah, somebody said, I bet he's like a jackhammer. And somebody said, no, more like starfish. <laughs> what? I don't I get the explanation. I, I know think Do you know what that is, Elizabeth? I don't know what a starfish my, is. My impression, oh my God, my parents listen to this No, my impression. You, you read a lot, so you know some I, things. I read a lot about starfish. <laughs> this is all your fault. Red for the record, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> no. So and now I'm turning red. Brian's turning red. <laughs> no, my impression of that. Although honestly, I got a little bit cut off because the people I watch this show with talk so much. But um, <laughs> I feel red in my face. Yeah. <laughs> You're bright red. <laughs> and it's like you're just sitting there, right? Like that's what I was thinking. Like oh, a starfish like is just kind of like dead guess, weight. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Which I guess yeah. is more of a, unfortunately, a woman stereotype. But I guess that was like, well, I'm, okay. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I feel like I understand Garrett too well. <laughs> but I think that it might be a different thing than both the jackhammer and the starfish, personally, because he seems to like be so concerned about Kelsey and her. He might be one of those super gentle, like right. maybe he's too solicitous, you know, in their lovemaking. Well, <laughs> I'm done talking about love. And poor Elizabeth, I know she's done. Moving <laughs> forward. What, what I was going to say about Kelsey and Garrett, though, is I think what would be so much more realistic and what I think is actually probably the case, because I do, I'm going to assume that like by the end of the show, they're going to be broken up. And they probably in real life are broken up too. I think they went on one day in real life. Well, no, I think I think <laughs> from their Instagrams, I think they definitely okay. dated for a good like six, seven months. Gotcha. But like, I think the truth is that they're just not that compatible, right? Like, they're no, both good-looking people. They don't really. I mean, that's the thing. Like, while the show has they're, never showed like a conflict, they've also never really showed us any moments of like passion or like connection between them, other than like they do things together. Right. And the body like, language. Out. There's never even when they were sitting on the uh, beach. Well, before right. she started insulting him, they right. still, like, there was no, like, kiss or touch that right. looked like there was any, even, I've never seen two attractive people seem so unattracted to each other. Right, like, they're just, Except yeah. for when uh, Alex and uh, Kelsey had to feign interest in him that first time at the uh, yes, that was, tiki bar. Yes, that was bad. Although I wouldn't call Alex, I mean, he's certainly not attractive to the level that Kelsey is, but, but that's the thing, like, if they could just, if on the show they just said, you know, she... You know, started, I won't say fell in love with Alex, but was charmed by him because, you know, her boyfriend wasn't that great a connection. That would be more realistic. I believe that. But having to, like, manufacture this conflict, as you're saying, that is not really real, that makes it all seem fake. But here's yeah. what I don't understand either. There's, like, she's got a, a vast dating pool. You're behind the bar at the Casey okay. Key Fish House. For people I've, who are not aware of the Casey Key Fish House, there, if you're into guys with boats, there's a where you find ton okay. of wealthy guys with boats coming up and ordering drinks, and they're let's, not. And their pickup line isn't. That was a nice beer you pulled. <laughs> um, let's, let's be clear. Probably ninety percent of those guys are over 90? forty. Yeah. right. That's what. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. It's like wait. Like I guess I haven't dated in Sarasota as like a young person, but you know, from what I've seen from my friends, it's very difficult to. Brian makes a great point. 
there's not many 20-year-olds 20 driving 40-foot boats. Yeah, you know, There are many 20-year-olds. I mean, period. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, to go back to what Wade was talking about earlier, just to give you a little more background on Sarasota and the Siesta area, is we actually have a season here. It's like the tourist season. It's winter time. That's when people come down here. Snowbirds, that's what we call them. They come down here and live here for like six months or four months out of the year from northern places. And that is when all these charity events happen. And we're not exaggerating. Each weekend during this five, six-month period, you might have three to five super expensive galas that cost – from one to four hundred dollars a ticket. I didn't say one hundred. That's not. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that no, is more I mean, one that, is super yeah. low at yeah. this point. Yeah, um, some even more than that. Mm-hmm. And and people will routinely buy tables for ten people at these charity events that might cost them five thousand dollars. We have a reporter. She gets to take off two months basically in the summer because she's worked so many hours covering just these events. Yeah, wow. you know, yeah And yeah. at those parties, you find. Almost no twenty-something-year-olds, right? And that's that's what I was thinking because I I guess I haven't ever covered like a gala, but I've covered like fancy lunches and things like that. And it's like when I see a young person, I'm like, "Who are you? Why are you here?" You know, like that's how much it's like a this is a shocking sight. So to have yeah. seen ten of them would have been like wow. At the Sarasota Film Festival, at the height of their fun in 2006, when they were having like Woody Harrelson, people you'd want to you, you know wow. know who they are. Yeah, you would maybe see what Brian Temp percent of the crowd might have been already you know well, i was in my 20s then i yeah it, it, it it's definitely brian makes a very good point now i will say yeah. though that there are more young people here especially young professionals especially young families not the kind of people yeah. who go to galas or date a lot hopefully <laughs> hopefully not um, <laughs> but uh you know sarasota is i think it's actually getting older but there are more young people than when i was younger and here and yeah couldn't find a date no, <laughs> no because there weren't a lot of young people that's why i couldn't right that that's definitely why <laughs> oh i'm kidding Brian. oh a Brian. burn from elizabeth <laughs> we can take this podcast me. in a whole nother direction i'm just gonna let you two argue and sit back anyway yeah, back to, that might be better for you. <laughs> back to, oh i want i wanted to add a fun tidbit that actually i learned from watching with maggie the retail reporter so that dress shop that they went to sure it was called uh the perfect dress mm-hmm. i believe is actually a bridal store, which a bridal shop, which I realize is not the biggest thing ever, but that did seem like to me a good kind of metaphor for the show, which is like these women are shopping for wedding dresses essentially, or a show or a place that sells wedding dresses. And did you catch the name of the catering company? I think it was. Oh no, I think the event planning place was uh, so yeah, it's, staged. It's right. So staged. So staged. Jimmy which, which hilarious. Jimmy put in his uh, review, uh, which would be a great name for the show. Right. Yeah. I was disappointed that there weren't. I don't. I, I most get excited about because I'm such a homer. I guess there weren't more like restaurants or clubs. Did I miss anything? Was I just no, no? There wasn't anything. Yeah. They were at Jim SRQ, which is where Garrett was working out and having that discussion with his friend. Right. Um, the only friend he apparently has that they always show him with. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a guy. He needs one friend. Right. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's all, guys. We don't care. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you're married. I guess one yeah. friend's enough. But, um, and but he has a girlfriend, so that that is enough. Right. Uh, then So Staged, which is that event rental place, and then the uh, Perfect Dress place. And that was pretty much it. I'm actually glad that there wasn't just a series of people having lunch. Right. Like the last episode, which because that was kind of terrible. Production Geek uh, points. They did a better job, the editors this time, instead of the setup. So, Brian, how did you feel about what Elizabeth said to you about being, you know, 
they cut right into the conversation. Yeah. Like, it's such an easy Thank edit. You. Like, yeah. if you've taken any kind of film school classes, like, you edit into where the action starts. Right. But I still caught them doing a couple times, but at least a couple other times, this is how bored I get. I start watching for this stuff. Like, where would have I edited this? They cut in in the action, but there's still a couple just the, so please tell me. It, it's just, it's, sorry. Well, I, I thought the scene that was actually good that it's kind of touching on what you're saying was Kelsey and Madison talking. when they That was like one of the fir- very first scenes and they're sitting on the beach and that's when Kelsey says, right now Garrett and I are pretty rocky and Madison talks about Oh, um, you know, Alex actually has a good heart because he has autistic siblings. So, and I do not mean that as a joke. I'm just saying that's the point that she makes on the show. So I, I, I'm laughing because the way she said it, though, like it, it just, he still hasn't shown. I mean, if he wouldn't have treated his siblings kindly, I mean, I, I don't think that changed anyone's opinion. Yeah, that, that's right, what I'm right. trying. I'm, I, I don't want to discount. I think that's something to go through, and I think that that is it's an, it's an experience. But I think they could have done a different job showing that, yeah. or a better job showing it. Anyway, so they have this conversation, and the point that I was trying to make is that they actually seemed they finally seem more natural. I think you're right. We've gotten past some of the preliminary exposition stuff, where every question is like, "This summer is going to be the best summer." You know, I just want to have a good summer. It's like, how long is the summer going to be? You know, like, but um, and they they I think we're finally and Madison I think is really is really getting better. I'm starting to really at like least her. in this episode for sure. Yes, that's true. Who knows what'll happen when she starts? What going out with Brandon? Maybe. Oh my gosh. That twist, that was actually one of my least favorite and most awkward twists. Did, did it just, to me, that felt really unnatural. No, it was, it, that, that to me, I could see like a producer being like, okay, Brandon, go over right. there. Like give her felt, the, I can't remember, the drink or the flower. Yeah. I, you know, they could, I'm hoping that by the end of the show, Brandon will have had like one date with everyone on the show except for <laughs> Chloe. Maybe <laughs> just just to spite Chloe because yeah. she was the one. <laughs> In that first episode, oh they were kind of making it seem like he did kind of like her a little bit too. Right. But it's clear he does not. No, he does not. I think Chloe likes Alex. Well, see, that's what I want to no. talk about. I've read a lot, or not read a lot, but the things I've read have said, you know, it's obvious Chloe's lusting after Alex, but I don't really get that vibe. Maybe because I just don't lust after Alex, so I don't see Maybe it. she knows him too well. And therefore could not like him because well, it like, him isn't all. a hurdle for any of the other female friends. Right. One other thing I want to point out is uh, at the party when Amanda shows up, oh, um, God. and then they're like, she knows how to make an entrance. And, and you know what? It's it's like she could barely walk in her yeah. heels. It's like she was almost stumbling around and coming in the door. Like I don't want to. Yes, like that was the first thing that. I mean, when she walked in as a guy, like I usually don't notice these things. But yeah, I was like, she looks like it's the first time she's wearing heels. And, and it was so hilarious because they had to make a point. She knows how to make an entrance. That was the worst entrance I've ever seen yeah, I know. make in my life. She comes in by herself with a bunch of people just kind of standing around, not looking at her. Right. And right? doesn't turn one kind of Kind of not walking very well. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, no. I watched it with a, a woman who knows. How, yeah. It, it, and that was the one thing that she said is. Oh my God! I don't think she's ever walked in heels before. So I, I'm not alone in, in this. I thought Madison's entrance was well, very contrived, nice though. When they had her walk yeah. down the stairs and things, well, that was nice. But um, the dresses were great on the sh- on the for the gala. I know you guys won't really care about that, but Garrett's you know. tux was awesome. No, I mean really. Yeah, <laughs> oh I, yes, I like Garrett, but still, that was I love the white. I, you oh. know, you know what's hilarious though, and I got to bring this up is that, and I'm going to be a geek here, and Jimmy and I both seized on this before he wrote his review is 
Has anybody read? Is anybody out there who's read The Great Gatsby? The theme of it is how wealth corrupts. <laughs> I mean, it, and so I found it hilarious that they. You would have a great Gatsby theme party. I know that's a common thing to raise for the less fortunate. When that show is about a character like Alex losing everything because they are that person, and obviously I'm just a geek and nobody reads anymore. But the producers sure didn't. No, no one made a joke about like Doctor. I'm sorry, not Doctor Alex Compothecus. Like the mother, nobody kind of saw the irony in that. Well, I think that like the Great Gatsby as a theme is so kind of entrenched in our culture that they probably separated it from you know it's more like roaring 20s than it really is like the exact theme of like the novel you know what i mean like that's yeah i i thought jimmy made a good point but i even i i love the great gatsby but i that wasn't my immediate thought it didn't pop into your head i guess it's somewhat ironic but i just think i've been to so many parties that have that kind of theme that it was like you know i'm just an old grumpy man i'm 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 silent because i'm trying to think of other books that would make a good party theme but would be really inappropriate (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there are, there are a lot of them. I'm sure. Well, I want to talk uh, really briefly again about Kelsey and Garrett because I like the way their storyline ended in this episode. I do too. Um, first of all, the thing that she kept saying that like really bothered me is she kept saying, "I just wish Garrett would do something bad, like cheat on me." I was like, "You know, you're in a bad stage in your relationship when you're begging your boyfriend to cheat on you." You know, that's yeah. I mean, unless you're into that. <laughs> are you just trying to make me go red again? <laughs> <laughs> is that the goal? <laughs> I, 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 lo- I, I love that little moment of silence that you get when you figure out what I'm tr- what I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, no, you're right. I mean, that's terrible. That's like basically she wants an excuse to dump him, yeah. right? Instead right. of just dumping him because she doesn't really want to go out with him anymore, right? And, well, instead like, of calling him a starfish or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but it's so immature. You know what I mean? It's like it's not. It's it's like saying I can't deal with the emotions of like I might have to break up with someone who's actually a, a nice, valid person, just not right for me. So I wish he would just do something bad so I could just hate him and get it over with. And that reminds me, you know, who's painted in a good light in the show generally is parents. Oh, like, yeah. Her mom's like uh, Kelsey's mom's like, you got to you got to do. Come on, like, get off the do right. something about this. Right. Do it now because you're just leading that guy on. No, I like the scenes with with Kelsey and her mom, I think are good. And the ones with, um, well, Alex and his parents, that's a little bit different. But Madison and her parents, I thought yeah. she's had some nice. Well, I mean, too. and and like you were saying, the I mean, the relationship seems like it's ended at this point with Kelsey and Garrett. And at the end, he's saying, "I want to go." You seem to be wanting to talk to Alex, and she's like, "You want to end on that note?" Which I'm thinking, like, well, hey, that's the end of the relationship. She and, hook. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and then and then he says. I don't want to talk to you right now. And he walks away. And she's going to go. Remember, they've already set it up for a good skinny dipping. Right. You know what's going to happen. You have a bathing suit. That's not a problem. Okay. And she's like, you're going to leave me here? Well, at least she didn't say, yeah, I know it's not a problem because I will go naked. She (laughs) said, I'll swim in the dress. I'm not going to wear it again. Did you hear that? No. I yes. didn't hear that. Oh, my God. I, I think, yeah, we were laughing too hard oh. at his line about you won't need a bathing suit. That, um, well, if they don't, if they don't hook up, I would be very surprised. So then, that puts it at eighty percent of the women now. Basically, Jimmy did the math for, for me. Oh my gosh, uh, it's eighty percent now if you include Amanda, but she's not a main cast member. So eighty percent of the main cast members have now, if she Kelsey hooks up with them, eighty percent have expressed an interest. Once again, yeah. yeah, once again, and we we're beating this to death. But as a woman, aren't you just like, please, can we see? 
the roles reversed a little bit. Well, let me just say, like, what I want to say in general about, like, women on this show are that, like, the ways that they even talk about women are so awful and, like, very small. Like, not to use the word microaggression because I have my own feelings about the word, but they are, like, especially there's one scene where um, it's the narration and Garrett is, like, watching as Alex and Kelsey talk and he says, Alex narrates and he goes, you know, well, Garrett shouldn't have left Kelsey alone. Something right, like yeah. that. Like, that's yeah. not verbatim. Oh. I was like, are you kidding that, me? That's like one step below. She shouldn't have been wearing that. <laughs> right. I mean, that, like, that's where that's at. Well, and also when he walks away, when Garrett walks away, they cut into Alex kind of like craning his neck to see him walk away, to see Garrett walk away as if he's like a predator waiting for mm-hmm. the moment to strike. <laughs> the gazelle is alone. Right. And even Chloe didn't help this when she's like, just between you and me, like Kelsey and Alex are on the rocks or whatever. And I was yeah. like, you know, oh. It's just so Neighbor. that that was, you know, frustrating that I think the way I actually in a way liked the Amanda Brandon scene for that reason, because I liked that Amanda was the one saying, um, you know, hey, I thought this was fun, but it's not going to be more than that. It wasn't the typical like the woman has to be the one saying, like, why are you leaving me? Yeah, you know? Amanda, actually, you're right. When she said that, I went, you know what? Uh, despite my, what I thought about Amanda before, Amanda, at least I was like. She's cool. She's just like, look, I'm here for the summer. I have no pretense. Well, are I'm we the party girl? Here's the question: Are we going to see Amanda again? Because her role in this show could be just completely over now. She punched Chloe. She had <laughs> sex with Alex, and she kind of went out on a date with Brandon. Uh, I, I could see her being in the love triangle with the Madison. Uh, maybe I guess. Yeah. I think she'll always be there because I thought. Chloe was going to play more of a role, but it seems like they want someone who's not the main cast where you can just kind of objectively dislike them. Mm-hmm. Like Amanda, we don't really need to relate to her. Like, I think they just want her to be the one to cause trouble. So, whereas Chloe, you kind of are supposed to have some sort of feelings for her. So, I think she'll stick around. And, and if the ratings start to drop with the males, you know, they can yeah. always have her do another uh, contest to go again. So, who's going to narrate the next <laughs> episode? Well, I want Brandon to narrate. I just can't wait for an episode that's all Brandon themed. It's yeah. just him like eating at different places, <laughs> <laughs> and having awkward conversations with his mother. Well, that's the no. He has awkward conversations with everybody on the show. And he got caught out on it. Remember, he's so, yeah, he's he, so off with a visually appealing comment. Yes, that was at least funny. Who called him out? I was, Madison was like, "Yeah, Madison." Or no, line. Kelsey. That Kelsey that was actually that was one of my Kelsey favorite conversations. Yeah. They teased that on social media last week, and I sent it to Jimmy, and I was like, "This is gold," because literally. Brandon awkwardly comes up to Madison and says, "Like your dress is visually appealing," yeah. <laughs> and, and he said it just like that. And he made like the, these bedroom eyes, like he was like in a. But I was like, but the funny thing is, I got it because like I understand that feeling when like a guy comes up to you at a party and they're just trying to say something nice, but they're like, "You look, uh, you look pretty," you know, like and you're like, okay. But then Kelsey was like, "That's really creepy, Brandon." Yeah, you know what? Let me give you some advice, Brandon. Go up and say, "You look beautiful." And just say it like that. Don't yeah. say, you look beautiful. <laughs> you know, like Paulie might. Um, <laughs> oh, Paulie was missing. Uh, he was there a couple times. I know, but I'm but, just saying we could have used a little more Paulie. Yeah. yeah, but whenever you try and get clever with what you're saying, <laughs> it comes across as weird and creepy. Right. Um, yep. But Brandon, what's funny is that Brandon is an actual actor. Like, he's not, you know, yeah, an I'm actor on pa- the show. a hip-hop artist. But, but, well, I mean, Brand- Brandon's been in some plays and, some, and a movie and stuff. So, I mean, local locally, productions, right? but, yeah. but yeah. good stuff. So, yeah. So, I, I guess he just needs those. his own lines fed to him. So. Well, and it might be hard. It is like a, a, it's different when you're acting in a way that's supposed to be real. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably hard when you're trying to be yourself, but at the same time acting it, as yeah. opposed to just acting that's a true. totally different role. So, um, yeah, I thought that 
Brandon and Madison are going to be really awkward and obviously manufactured, which kind of, I wish they would just let Madison be alone for a little while. Why is that so bad? Well, the problem is, is that I think if you were to pull back, and that's why the reality shows where everything's contained works so better, so much better, is that you can't see them. They have other friends. You know, right. and they have, these women are mm. beautiful. They have other men interested in them, but it doesn't serve the show, right. which goes back to why Real World, where, why even, what's that one, uh, Big Brother, when you, st- even, uh, well, I, I'm losing my the train of thought. Yeah, when you have them yeah. all contained, it's such an like easier bachelor. bachelor. Yeah. Because so they have easier. to have drama between right. each other. So, before we end, I want to ask everyone. Well, no, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. You have some things you want to say about social media, don't you? Oh, I do have some favorite tweets from yeah, this week. Yeah. Although, oh, yeah, they're, they're not you know top tweets from Elizabeth. As, as I was told last time that when I tried to reenact a GIF, it didn't right. go so well. So I won't do that. But so one of this is uh, Brandon wouldn't have been single if he would have dated Chloe. But that's none of my business. That was one of my favorites. Because, you know, he could have gone for Chloe all along. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chloe. Uh, my other favorite is, okay, I, I do have to narrate this, Jeff. I don't know how else to do it. <laughs> it's, it's like Radio they did. Look, 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 look forward next week to audio GIFs from Elizabeth DeGinnis. No, it's like, you know the GIF where it's like someone with like a magnifying glass trying to look for something? Yeah. And it says, mm. still trying to figure out why everyone thinks Alex is so hot. I don't see it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then this one. Kelsey just want to break up. Stop trying to find a reason. Y'all have no problems before Alex, sis. <laughs> I didn't do a good job with that one. <laughs> like how you got into character for that one, though. That was fun. <laughs> okay, so the question is, the same question we've had for several episodes, actually, is will Alex be redeemed at some point? Yeah. I'm. This is a big question, I wonder, because they're kind of... That's what I was going to say is that every chance that Alex has an opportunity to say really anything, it's kind of oafish. You know what I mean? Like that line where somebody complimented him or he says, you look nice. They say, you look nice, too. And he goes, oh, I know. (laughs) It's like, really? Really, Alex? And even when Kelsey's complimenting him on the speech, he kind of doesn't even really act well with that one. So... Yeah, so yes, he's going to be redeemed or no? no I'm, I'm saying, like, I can't really tell what the show is setting us up for because this episode yeah. could have gone either way, and I feel like they, they gave us both sides still. I, 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 I just hope that this keeps going, and maybe it looks like there could be some redemption, and then in the final episode, everyone's all hooked up with everyone else, and Alex is sitting on the beach alone, um, crying into his Stetson... Uh, Law, uh, oh my god, thing waiting list. Yeah. Uh, but here's the problem, and and but once his dad's still the executive producer, like we w- w- had reported that he shot the pilot. No, in every episode, he's the executive producer, so yeah. But executive producer does not mean that they have a hand in every in, it, in the show, it does or doesn't. We don't know, yeah, exactly. It's a private entity, not and trust me, if we could know, we, we, we would report, we don't know, yeah. And so that's the tough thing is that. I think if I was a writer, editor, producer on the show, especially judging by the social media feedback, women just are not buying Alex, right. despite his wealth as being a, a sex object. I mean, that's, I, I don't know, someone to hook up with. But, you know, his, it, it's his, his dad's, none of them having a dad as executive producer, so I don't know but how much it ends up in. If you think about your other options, like, because I think that's a good point, you could say if Gary wasn't involved, would they switch gears and try to maybe promote somebody else as one of the, you know, the playboys? But 
with Garrett, you got kind of the silent, strong type. Like, he's obviously the most objectively attractive, but he's not really compelling on screen. Obviously. And then Brandon's really awkward, although he's very handsome. So Alex at least has money, which unfortunately is, you know, something. It's not a personality trait, or but it's something to show. You know, so I, I'm not sure who would you choose. You know what? Paulie. That's my favorite quote from you. <laughs> Money is not a personality trait. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you're in the minority. Uh, or at least none of the cast members subscribe right. to Nobody else leaves. feels that way. But. Well, we'll find out next week if Alex gets a little redemption or continues the downward slide into... Um, Let's do a quick bet. Who, who, wait. Who bets that Kelsey and Alex hook up that night? Hmm. I mean, it would have to because that's how the show works. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's right? like guaranteed, I'm, right? I'm on the fence about that because I think that Garrett and her are still going to stay together for at least one more episode. Oh, okay. Mm. So I think okay. they God, might. drag that out some more. <laughs> I know. Garrett right? clenching his jaw and Kelsey <laughs> trying to find some reason other than I just don't like him that much. <laughs> he's just the worst, okay? Yeah, he's the worst. He wants to like work and live here in Sarasota while I want to have sex with other guys. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I, I will say, though, I understood where she was coming from because I know, I know you guys are kidding. I know we have to go in a second, but... Like it is, it is when you're that age. I mean, when I'm my age, like it's important to consider what somebody wants in a relationship. And if I was with someone who said, like, what I want is to stay in Sarasota for the rest of my life, I would say, hey, I love you. You could be the guy of my dreams, but like that's, well, that could be what I want. I'm not saying that, but like if it wasn't, I would say that's going to play a role. I totally agree. You know? But then you break up with that person. Right. You don't right. like drag. I mean, right. obviously everyone drags it out because they don't want the confrontation and the conflict, whatever. But you just, you, you swallow that. Once you realize that, you say, okay, I don't think we're compatible. Right. Somebody's sad. Somebody feels free. Maybe sad as well. And you move on with your life. Right. And the problem is they've changed what the problem is in their relationship so many times. At first, it was just <laughs> that he didn't want her to look at other guys or didn't want her to interact with other guys. Now it's they're on different pages. I don't know. Like, he's not social enough. Right. He doesn't want to do stuff. He was the only guy I knew. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know other guys, well. He's a starfish, which we can't confirm or deny. She even made fun of the fact they met on Tinder. Like, she's embarrassed that they met on Tinder. Well, I get I think that, like. I mean, I, I have friends. I'm not saying you should be embarrassed about it, but I'm sure I would have friends who would say the same thing. Yeah. But they'd be embarrassed about it. I'd be embarrassed if I met somebody on Match.com. Yeah, and see, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just no. different. I thought with your generation that was acceptable. Well, it is acceptable, but I think that some people, I probably there's still like a stereotype that meeting in person or through other ways is more romantic. Meeting online is like going through you have to choose through sift through people yeah there's nothing wrong with it i'm just saying i think that that's a whole nother podcast yeah it is i was going to ask about meat cutes but let's not even do uh next week we'll talk about meat cutes tinder and other modern dating apps uh actually we'll talk about episode five and whether or not kelsey and alex slept together and uh who's the starfish history have a great week Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.